Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because when you are taking care of yourself, Back to Me, then you can take better care of others, and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way, and I am super happy that you're here. Hello, my friend. It is so awesome to see you and welcome to the Back to Me podcast. And this is where we talk about wellness your way and it can happen any way that it works for you, right? And today I see you nodding your head already. My friend, the amazing and wonderful Janine Kathleen Shapiro. And I don't think I ever knew what your last name was because I just call you Janine Kathleen. <laughs> Most people don't, and that's okay. And that's okay. It works. It's the it's the Janine Kathleen show. People who missed it, I was on your podcast, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to talk to you. I said you have to come and talk to my listeners over here because when I was on your show, it was all about me. But I want to know more all about you. So welcome, my friend, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me and having me. And it's, it was such a gift having you. And uh, we we had so much to chat about that uh, I invited Heather back again. So, yes, and even before this, we could just chat for hours. Yes, yes, we did. We did end up just talking and talking. Even before we came on, we were talking away. I said, well, we should probably record a podcast. <laughs> Right. Could be a good idea. <laughs> so the first thing I always ask people, because and I don't think I had this conversation with you, was so you're personal leadership coach and psychic healing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much in a nutshell. And how mm-hmm. did you get into this? Like where what road brought you down into Janine Kathleen as you are today? Yeah. <laughs> How have we got? No, in a nutshell, um, I had a, I always felt like I was missing something, that there was something just beyond my reach. And it was like quite confusing. And yet I would have a sense of, I, I would actually get into trouble because I would have a knowingness about people and I would just blurt it out and it wouldn't be appropriate, you know, uh, because not everybody would like you to know about things. And because I, of the time I grew up in being psychic and that sort of thing was really unrecognized. Um, and when I look back on it, my mom also had a, a, a similar gift because she would start talking about things as well and people would think that she had insider knowledge meanwhile she was just talking about what was in her heart and it would make life interesting so okay. what happened was I uh, my husband and I uh, were part of a network marketing company and well even before that I was involved Let's start at the beginning, Janine. <laughs> went into nursing and I just found the hours too much. I just found it very stressful. And I was unaware of my giftings at that time. I just know I was drawn to help people. And I would know when somebody was going to uh, transition. 
And wow. so they started calling me the sister of death in the medical wards. And I just didn't know how I knew these things. Or I'd have a knowingness that what if the doctors are saying, this is wrong, no, that's what's wrong. And at that time, they were not very open to insights from other people. And I I left nursing after I did my midwifery and my psychiatry and my uh, general nursing because, A, I was just too exhausted from it. I had developed something that later became called hypoglycemia. I would pass out while I was driving. What I was unaware of is I was feedy. Yes, I know. It got very bad once I'd had children. I didn't drive for quite a few years because – my son learned to handle the steering wheel at a very early age, um, which in its own is another story for another day. Um, I was unaware of the fact that I was sending out energy and healing energy to people. I was unaware of the fact that I was taking on energies. It, it, I just knew I got tired. I got sick. I right. didn't feel good. And um, when I had done... 17 straight 12-hour shifts, um, I, I just I couldn't. My body just couldn't at that point, in, and that was all at night. So, And I don't sleep during the day. I, at that point, I didn't sleep well during the day. So anyway, to cut a very long story short, uh, number it must one. must have been hallucinating. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. It was rough, right. and I know quite a few people that do it now, and I really admire them. I just could, it's not in my scope of practice. I then found out afterwards that in the human design, I'm a projector, so I definitely shouldn't be doing it. You as well, yeah, yes, which yeah. is why you do things too, and why nobody wanted to hear it, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's why nobody wished to hear it because they hadn't asked for it. Because for those who don't know, when you're a projector, you get to wait to share things, you get invited to share things, and when you share them uninvited, it's intrusive and people put it puts their backles up so badly and they're just unavailable to hear it. So anyway, um, my husband and I had a chat and I came home and I started doing antenatal education at home, which led to doing baby massage, which led to massage, which led to um, me being interested in this company's nutrition for my uh, practice. And everything just evolved. And it was just all part of the journey. And it was fascinating because I had very little energy because I was doing what other people expected you to do. And I was living, I was actually living my husband's dream because he loves wellness. He loves nutrition and he loves that sort of thing. And I had taken that on and I was actually living his dream. And at the simultaneously, I was feeding people healing energy. So I, you know, you're going to crash and burn at some point in time when you're doing this. Right. Anyway, to cut a very long story short and lots of frustrations and learnings, um, my dad passed away from a spider bite. Well, let's put it in perspective. He was a diabetic with um, cardiac complications. And when the spider bit him, it just was when he chose to transition. And I came to understand that my clinic was really unavailable to support my children and myself. It was more of a hobby than a business at that point in time. And so I went online to become 
to take my business online to expand it and grow it. And there I met people who did what I did. When they touched people, they felt better. When I, uh, To give an example, before I even knew about it, we were on a cycling tour. My husband and I raced tandem as well as singles bicycles. And I just said to somebody, do this touch here, uh, the grooves here, and her sinus will get better. And she must just look into the sun at sunrise for a, a specific amount of time. And I heard about three years later, you know, after you told this lady to do this, she's never had sinus again. And I went, oh, that's nice. And I never really thought about it. <laughs> oh, you know, and people would ask me, Janine, please just touch me. I always feel so much better afterwards. And the frustration for me before my dad passing was, I would say to people, you know what? This and this and this is what the challenge is with you. Because I would look at the causes rather than the symptoms. I would take the symptoms and I would just have a knowingness of what the causes were. And because I wasn't charging them, or I was charging them the equivalent of about $2 at that point in time, um, people didn't believe me. And then they'd go to their medical professional, they'd come and say, oh, do you know, by the way, you were quite correct. And the day I drew a line in the sand, Heather, was when this woman came to me about her daughter and I said well this is what your daughter's challenge is and this is what is required and she left and uh, afterwards about five years later she met me she said oh do you know we went to the USA and we went to England and we paid a fortune of money and surprise surprise they said exactly what you told us for free and that was when I drew a line in the sand and I said, this is nonsense. So when I went online to go back to it, just to share some of the frustrations, people, anything <laughs> else and what I learned from it was to value myself because until we value ourselves, no one else is going to really value us as much as we can. And the bottom line is when I went online, I started discovering, oh, you mean that uh, I'm not nutty. I, other people can hear what people are saying and other people understand these things. And I started working with what I call spiritual gifts, my psychic gifts. I also came to understand that I have a deep gift for leadership and for language. And when I listen to people, it helps me read their energy because I can hear what's happening in their life from their language. I can also understand what's going to keep happening in their life because of their language. And when I started cleaning up my language, it was amazing what started happening, how uh, my husband got to own his dream and I was able to own my dream. I was able to give his dream back to him and take my dream on board because as you know, as a projector, we see the future, we see the systems, and we see the places people can go to. And with my gift of understanding language and bringing into harmony, I, I understood that I could hear when people were out of harmony in their body, as well as feel it. It was a very, and let me tell you, when we had all that stuff happening in 2020, when there were no cars going, nothing happening, and there was silence, I suddenly discovered that what I'd been hearing all these years and saying, but surely you can hear this since they built the extension on the factory down the road, that no, other people can't hear the EMFs. Other people cannot hear those frequencies. Um, so 
how I got here was going online and starting to own who I am and what my gifts are. And that has been the journey. And yes, I'm sure it's going to change again. And right now we call it personal leadership coaching and psychic healing because that basically encompasses so much of what I help people to resolve, to do, and to move forward with. Amazing. So that was like an amazing journey. And it's like you were always led into like this helping and helping. And um, I can't remember. I, there, There is a podcast with a, um, a human design person, but I... Mm. yes it's uh, it's out so if people are like what's human design go back and listen to that but it is challenging when you know the answer it's like you can and probably everybody's had some degree of it where you're like i can see what's going on i just want to help you but they they're not in that space to hear you and i was listening to um a woman today elizabeth it's ea she's she goes up in channels and does um she transitions back and forth in like doing uh what's that called when you go somewhere else and look around oh uh, yeah she does astral traveling yes <laughs> thank you and she was talking about uh, they had she had asked a question at one point and they didn't answer her and she asked it again 5 years later and they did answer her and she said they can't tell you what you're not ready to hear Yes. So do you find that there's a way to help people? Like, first of all, I love that you mentioned that you valued yourself because that is huge. That's a huge part of coaching, right? It's to yes. teach people to value themselves. And for people who aren't ready to step into their fullness, what do you use? I call myself a lighthouse. What do you use to light the way for those people? Is there something that you find helps them realize before they're what fully I've, ready? Yeah. What I've come to understand is very often we have to clear the layers mm -hmm. before we can rebuild the before we can redig the foundations. Sometimes you have to take the house down and apart so that you can get to the foundations because it's no good building a skyscraper on a, a bungalow foundation. Something is going to crash <laughs> and it's normally the skyscraper. Right. And it's, so to me, it's to help people again with their language to understand, listen to the narrative you are telling yourself. Can you see what you are building? And what really, really helps is to ask people, mm, where would you like to go? What would you like to have? Because very often when you can get them to focus on where they're going, as things come up to be cleared, they are more open to it because I've got on my cell phone, what is my highest choice now? It helps them understand what is their highest choice now. Is it to go back and live in the past or is it just to observe the past use the experience to have experience to move forward in order to create 
a different experience and to be open to the possibilities, the potentials and the probabilities. Um, and I learned this from channeling because when you channel, it's very dependent on other people's decisions, uh, worldwide things. So I can channel something for you now and in two days' time, it could have shifted and changed because we all have a myriad of pathways. So when people can choose a pathway, it helps them to understand what they're getting to unbundle, what they're getting to release, and what they're getting ready to let go of. It also helps them to understand that Guess what? We get to work with the universal energies. We get to work with the different pathways. And this empowers them to understand, well, if I'm going to keep saying I can't, then you jolly well or won't. Whereas when you choose to say, yes, I was abused or I had this happen or I had this trauma or I had this accident, where can I use it as a strength? rather than as a stumbling block. People are more open to moving forward. And Heather, as you know, I am passionate, really passionate about telling people to stay in their comfort zone and to stretch their boundaries. So we stretch our comfort zone boundaries and we stretch our comfort zone because when you step out of your comfort zone, especially women, you feel unsafe and you run back way beyond where you started. Right. Whereas when we help people to take small, tiny steps, a quantum leap, I love how somebody described it. It's the smallest expenditure of energy for the hugest results. And when we help people take those small steps of adding something rather than taking something away, it helps to dissolve what is no longer required rather than leaving them with a sense of loss. So we, I help people to reshape their identity one step at a time by focusing on well, who is my future self? Would she like to be 60 kilos? Would she like to be well? What would she like to be? What am I choosing her to be now? And then what is my highest and wisest choice right now in order to become that future self? And when we sit down and we say, okay, future self, what decision would you have taken at this moment in time in order to be at that point, it empowers people to rather than hanging on to be safe in their discomfort, to feel safe and to stretch into a little bit of discomfort rather than an overwhelm that destroys them. Does that answer your question? Probably. I can't remember what it was, but I loved listening to what you were saying. <laughs> the question was how do I help people um, move beyond <laughs> that's perfect and it's interesting because when you were talking it's a very masculine energy to get outside your comfort zone and conquer it you know and it's it doesn't work for a lot of people because you've said and I've you've seen it I'm sure I've seen it it's like people step out and they go no 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 that's too far 
I'm running back. And when you were talking about building the skyscraper, you know, and you're trying to build it on the wrong foundation, a lot of people, when they imagine you're going to tear everything down, that's like death. I can't yeah. kill everything and become yes. something new. So they just don't, right? It's yes. too frightening yeah. to imagine all of that complete, all of the life that you've gotten used to completely gone. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest traumas for people is when everything is ripped apart. It takes much longer to come back together because of that lack of safety. Whereas when you can create safety, when things do get ripped apart, they feel safe enough and they have enough resilience. And that is one of the primary things of my personal leadership coaching is to help people build that resilience so that they can step by step, oh, I managed to do it then. This is new. And because I coped back then, I can cope with this now. Because I was able to stretch then, I can stretch a little bit more now. And by building resilience within their spiritual life, their physical life, within their wellness, within their mindset, they are able to then deal with it. And that is one of the reasons language is so incredibly important, because we spell when we speak. And people, I'm not talking woo-woo magic, I'm talking energy, frequency, and harmony here. You can, when you, when you keep repeating the same story, you're going to keep living that story because that's what you're programming and imprinting yourself. Whereas when you choose to have the insight of, oh, look at that. If I keep saying my feet are killing me, guess what? Your feet are going to get very sore and you're going to trip over, break your neck and be dead. A um, very graphic example. And <laughs> it is. <laughs> And yet it's the truth. How many times have you heard people say, I saw a beautiful one on Instagram the other day. This is physically breaking my heart. And I went, you know what? I will be very, very unsurprised to hear this person's dead of a heart attack in, the, in later years or quite soon. Because if you keep talking about that, it's going to happen. It, you're programming yourself. And just to go back to something, one of the biggest things I've experienced, and I'm sure you have as well, is to be aware of our programming when we were young and to be aware that it's okay to move beyond our parents' greatest achievements. Because so many times I find this is one of people's largest stumbling blocks at a deep, deep unconscious level because they are tapping into that wounded energetic capacity whether it's wounded masculine or wounded feminine because we are not meant to compete to compare to criticize to condemn and to complain we are created to work within love work within expansion and work with creativity and we get to create no matter what we're doing. You could either create a disaster and a mess or you can create a miracle and magic and expansion and step into possibilities. Is it scary? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you experienced that when you were in that emergency room. Oh, right. And yes. but And I, I'm so happy because I wanted to talk about language and then you just went there. Right? It's like, she knows what I want. <laughs> I must be 
psychic. Imagine you must that. be psychic. But it is true that I, people don't pay attention. Like I started a while ago. I can't tell you when it occurred to me, unfortunately, to say, wow, if I keep saying that, I'm making that so, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. um, I've stopped saying, oh, you're so funny, you kill me. No, I've stopped saying that because because I don't want, I'm not quite ready to, to transition yet. And, and I've, I have these clients and it's true that things that you are, you don't question because they've been as, so long in your life that you haven't thought to question it. I had a client, um, I have a client who from the age of two, she was indoctrinated into a certain religion. Mm. And now she's recognizing that it doesn't serve her. Yeah. And but it's such a struggle to untangle who you are from you could call them the gifts that people have given you the mm -hmm. the things that people have given you so I, I mean sometimes my question is do you think you were born like that <laughs> that is an amazing question right many times the way we are comes from when our parents were in their mother's womb Mm. Back a generation? Back a generation. Wow. Because the nutrition is impacted. The emotional being of the grandparent impacts that fetus, which impacts either the sperm or the ovaries, although sperm's produced uh, continuously, um, whereas the ovaries are more preset. It, it sets a, an energetic vibrational energy. And this has been shown from survivors of um, any form of Holocaust, whether it was in World War II um, or whether it was one of the more current events with what when there have been Holocausts going on. In so, and um, I'm thinking of the um, – I don't want um, – it happened in Africa, Rundi and – not Rundi – I can't think of the name of it, but there have been many, many things. And you know what? It can even be as simple as being in an area where there's a lot of stress or a lot of tension. It doesn't even have to be as extreme as um, a wartime situation. It can just be where somebody's fearful of losing their work. It can be that somebody is has had a fear from their parents. So yes, it does go it goes one to two generations back and it impacts us and it's releasing that energetically. That is so important. Right. And often we we're not aware of why we react to certain things certain ways. <clears throat> I I feel like either somewhere in my ancestral 3D life or somewhere in my ancestral other lives, I have a thing about basements. Don't know what it is, <laughs> but I have a thing about basements. Maybe that's why I don't like spiders. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, where do these things come from? I wasn't, I was born with that one, apparently. But, um, but using our words, we can cast a new spell. Yes. For my, you know, um, friends who cast spells, you can... Even if you don't cast spells, 
I think we all cast spells, and that is the challenge, <laughs> right? And I, it. I was so interesting. I was listening to I don't know. Do you know Riz um, Mirza? No, I don't. He's a he's a channeler. He's almost like a rock star channeler, and um, he was on Gaia TV, and he was he channel he was channeling one of his people that he channels is. Mm -hmm. Red Eagle, I think his name is. He's a Native uh, American. And he said, words are important. Pay attention mm -hmm. to your words. He says, you think you're alone. He said, you screwed up that word. He says, it's yeah. all one. But yeah. you've gone into fear and you've made it alone instead of all one. And mm -hmm. he said, the word scared. You screwed it up. It's sacred. It's not scared. Mm -hmm. It's sacred. Mm -hmm. And... um then he said, uh, silent. He said, silent, use the same letters you get, listen. Yeah. I thought, wow, yeah. he's casting spells right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <sighs> I guess your first step, I always think practicality is part of my brain is very practical, is, you know, be aware of what you say and what mm -hmm. you're saying. And if you keep saying the same thing over and over, it is your truth, right? This, so go look for red cars, you'll see red cars. You know, yes. and then you have to make a decision to change it. Okay, let's reframe that. It's okay. not that we have to make a decision because the minute we have to do something, there's extreme resistance. We get to make a decision. We choose to make it or we're in the process of making it because the minute we have to, we go back to when we were in school and be being forced to do something and I don't know about you, I dislike being forced. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lines of my youth apparently is, you're not the boss of me. My mom still <laughs> accuses me of being the most stubborn child. And whenever she wanted me to do something, for a little while, she would tell me the opposite because yes. I would always do the opposite of what she said. But then I figured that out and then she could never get me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And there you see, that's programming as well. That's what we were talking about, the programming and the way we get moved around with various things. So it's fascinating to me. I was listening to something by, uh, not Robert Schuller. I thought of the dude's name today, Norman Vincent Peale. Oh, yes. And I was listening to the programming that came through in that book about not, don't. And we tend to go to the negative rather than the positive. So I have been in the process of looking at, instead of saying, um, don't do that, saying, could you please do this? Or I won't do that, rather saying, well, I would love to do this or I get to do this. And looking at what it is I desire rather than what I dislike. And when you pivot that, Heather, wow, what an unbelievable difference in our energy, our life. There's an expansion in it. There's so many examples popping into my brain that I've, <laughs> I've got to choose what to vocalize. I use, I use that for when I have to wash the dishes. <laughs> oh, yes, I get because because <laughs> I housework has never really been my favorite thing to do. Oh. And because my hus wonderful husband does all the cooking, I get to do the cleanup after the wonderful meal. 
Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. For me, it's I just say, oh, I love having a clean, sparkling house. The energy flows and it will translate into cash flow in my bank account. And then all of a sudden the broom and the cleaning cloths come out because guess what? I enjoy having this abundance and prosperity flow to me. And if it requires just wielding a broom, that's okay. Right? You're not going to ride it. It's not that kind of broom. Yes. <laughs> you just sweep out the bad, the, the less, the, the lower vibrational energy. We help it out the door and we invite in the higher vibrational energy. That's very feng shui, very, you know, that Zen, the, um, your space creates the, you create the energy in your space that you want to bring in. Yes. And um, it's interesting. A lot of people don't contemplate how many layers there are to shifting your, that you can use to shift mm -hmm. your vibration. If you're yes. feeling like you're in a low vibration, yep. you can use your language to change your mindset. You can, mm -hmm. um, to get rid of the dust bunnies to, to under the yep. bed, you know, all of those things. Just even to tidy up our desk. As I told you how messy my desk was before we came on. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually thinking about that. I was looking at mine and I realized I tidied it up before we came on here because I really, really would was looking to have um, a great energy for your uh, your audience. And some of one of the affirmations that I loved from Louise Hay is I release all drama from my life and get energy from peace. And that is one of the affirmations that helps me because clutter is drama. Clutter brings drama. It brings drama in our mind, in our language, and in our life. So when we declutter, and that includes the dust bunnies and the spiders that like to sit in the corner, <laughs> we assist them to stay alive outside. <laughs> Yes, I do assist them to stay alive outside, or I ask someone else to assist them. The biggest spider I ever saw was in India, and I had to get someone to assist him out of the latrine because I couldn't go in. Yes. <laughs> May I share a, a, a story totally off the topic and sure. part of the topic? topic. Um, I, the one day I was speaking to someone, and all of a sudden you hear, and did me, put it in perspective, they live in South Africa on a game reserve um, and they have elephants keeping them in their home. Sometimes they can't get out to go to work. And I said, well, did you really wish to go to work that day? And you invited the elephants. Anyway, we heard this almighty scream and the next thing this lady flew out of the bathroom, a snake had come up through the sewerage behind her on the loo and uh, I was thinking oh my goodness was that a message for me or was that a message for them because so many times we have signs in life and uh, luckily it was a non-lethal snake. I was going to uh, ask you. Yeah it was a non-lethal well because, but it, it, it really, I don't know that I would have been so happy to lose that. So anyway, energetically, the point was they got to clear their space. And sometimes um, energetically, we have snakes coming up through the surge of the story we're telling ourselves. 
as we are releasing things and it's to release the snakes back into the wild and, and put it, things in place that we release what's in the sewerage as well. I actually used that analogy with somebody the other day. You can carry on playing at the sewerage farm or you can go and find a lovely, delicious strawberry farm to go and play in. And that's what happens with us. Our thoughts and our words can keep us stuck in the sewerage where we have the chance of snakes coming up or we can go to the strawberry field and feast if you like strawberries. I know there are people allergic to them, but go and find something that's a chocolate factory or whatever. A chocolate farm. Chocolate farm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm not sure where that came from, but whoever it was meant for, enjoy it. Yes, it's for you, everyone. And I remember we had a conversation one day about your acronym. Look, I still have it written down on this post-it note near my desk. Your acronym for fear. For oh, people who are afraid to change something. Yeah, I can't even remember because I've changed it since then. Can you read it out or no? The one that I have written that I keep next to my desk is feel it. Oh, that's ex right. Express it, allow it, and release it. Yes, that's right. So yeah. more more powerful than false expectations appear real because then you're just telling people, oh, don't be so silly. You're don't actually so negating silly. an emotion. And the minute you negate an emotion or something that's there and suppress it, it's literally going to come bubbling up at the wrong time. So feel it, experience it, acknowledge it, and release it allows you to say, you know what, it's okay to have this because fear is showing me that I'm on the correct path. So it's like a nagging child. When you acknowledge that fear, when you acknowledge that emotion, when you acknowledge that maybe your language is a little bit off alignment or out of harmony with that future self, and you explore it, you experience it, you understand it. And even if you don't understand it, just say, hmm, where am I being asked to change? What am I being asked to change? And just acknowledge it. Thank you for coming forward. I am so grateful you're showing me this is where I can shift and change my energy. And you release it and replace it with love, with peace, with joy. And people, it takes time to get into those things. I, could, I know sometimes when I was beginning, it would take me a whole two hours to get into joy and peace. Now I can do it like this. I go three to one change, three to one change, three to one change. And I'm empowered to shift my energy. So, yes. Oh, I remember Thank you. Thank you for that reminder, Heather. That yeah. was amazing. Well, I, I keep it here and it reminds me of you all the time. And it's so interesting I because that three to one change, I was listening to someone and they've left my head. But... Uh, they, their their measure was if you are, it was the 15-minute rule. If you're upset, yeah. or was it the 5 or 15? Or if you're Mount upset Robin. for something. No. That, could no. be. So finish. If you're finish. upset for something for about something for longer than 15 minutes, it's not the thing that made you upset. It's something tangled in your yes, energy past and... Yeah, Esther Hicks speaks about that. Uh, the people from Access Consciousness speak about that, and it's the truth. And in fact, you have 15 seconds to shift an emotion. 
because you can shift it in 15 seconds. After 15 seconds, you have chosen to invite it into play. And when you choose to invite it into play, it can either bring distraction or creation your way. And it's up to us to then say, hmm, I'm unavailable to play with you any longer. I have something that is calling me elsewhere. So thank you for coming. I appreciate you being here. And uh, I've been in, our time is done, and now I'm to move forward with something else. And that's where that fear acronym came from as well. Because when you acknowledge it and let it go, wow, it's so powerful what can come forward. Right? That's acronym, amazing. Not an acronym. Acronym. The fear, yeah. It's and I might have been Esther, it might have been Abraham that I, and Esther and Abraham that I was listening to when I heard it because I tend to listen to a lot of things, as you know. Yes, me too. <laughs> and somebody said, Where did you hear that? And I go, Um, I actually yeah. saw Abraham live in June oh. in Denver. Yes, oh, I'm so glad for you. Oh, it's so good. It's on my bucket list. It's on my, it's in my future self. <laughs> my future self is going to go on a cruise with Abraham. Yes, mine too. Maybe we can go on the same one. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. That Me would be too. amazing. So good. Uh, yeah. So now, if people want to, so yes, can go I ahead. Just what yeah. we were doing with people is we were creating an expansion. And Heather, something I just would like to mention to people, very often what we are thinking and then we speak out belongs to somebody else because we are transceivers and receivers and transmitters, transceivers and receivers and transmitters, we get to take on other people's thoughts and then we speak out what belongs to them and we play with their story rather than our story and that creates a history that we may wish to release oh definitely definitely um i have started the practice of when i feel myself i can because there's a difference between choosing and reacting when i feel reactions coming i will pause if i can catch it and say hmm is that mine <laughs> because yeah. sometimes it's not. What is this? <laughs> right? Yeah. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Sure. Well, my website is janinekathleenwithak.com, and I'm on most social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can DM me there, and I would be delighted to answer any questions. Also, I have a private Facebook group where I do channel once a month for people, and I offer quite a lot of value there. Uh, to help people understand what their thoughts, words, and feelings are doing in their life and what they can do about it. If you'd like That's to work on me, with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can also reach out and we can book a half an hour. You can book a half an hour sounding board session so you can get an idea of where your, th your speech patterns are and we can explore working together from there. And that you can find at JanineKathleen.com. And after all, as everybody knows and everybody says, when you have a sounding board, you're able to hear yourself think while somebody holds space for you. Right. I do my best thinking out loud. 
just Me talking, too. right? Oh my gosh. Sometimes I'll say things and I'm like, wow, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. And to add on to that, if I may, I, that's one of the reasons I ask people to journal because yes, you can hear yourself think. And very often when you see what you're thinking, it brings a very different understanding to, oh my goodness, did I think that? Did I say that in writing? Also, once you've spoken, you don't always can't use, very often will release what you've been saying from your consciousness. Whereas when it's on the paper, you understand what you're saying, the story you're right. telling, it's there. Yes, that's beautiful. And for all of the people who are trying to madly write down where to find you, it's in the show notes. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all going to be there for you. And as always, I mean, I could talk to you on and on and on because we have so many things that we talk about. But to honor everyone's time, we're going to sign off for the moment. But before we go, um, do you have final words of wisdom for our friends out here? Own your power. Own your voice and understand whose dream you are living. That's outstanding. Take that, my friends. Run with it and then contact Janine <laughs> and sound off. <laughs> yes. Sound off and let sound you. off. Thank you so much, my friend. It was so amazing to talk with you again, again. Oh, my yes. goodness. Um, <laughs> friends in podcast land, you have an amazing day as well. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like, like helping others, please feel free to share this. Just give it a like. Give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help you can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com. If you want more of this awesome content, you can follow me on Instagram, Heather Stewart Coaching. You can follow me on Facebook, Prosperity Flow Coaching. And I have a personal request. I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts. And if you could give me a review, hopefully a good one. <laughs> if you could share, if you could send this out into the world, I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend. <laughs>